Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Jason and Alexis podcast is brought to you by our friends at Sears Imported Autos, serving four generations of happy returning customers. Sears Imported Autos is just 10 minutes west of downtown on 394 in Minnetonka. More information at searsimports.com. Hey, Jace, did I see you drive by my house in a new car? You sure did there, Goober. I waved to you in your front lawn. Nice. I didn't know you were getting a new one. Where did you go, Jason? I went to Sears Imported Autos, and I really wasn't planning on getting a new car. But I went online. I saw a car. I went in there, and Sue, I love Sue, her service was amazing, and it really was one of those examples of customer service makes a difference. And it's not a surprise surprise to me they've been in business for over 55 years serving not one not two not three four lex and dawn four generations of happy customers and now i'm one of them they were named best of the best for mercedes for 2018 and 2019 i mean it is really where as they say quality meets affordability the selection of their certified pre-owned vehicles will help you find like a dream car at the price you want so if you're gonna get a car don or lex sears imported autos Where are they again, Lex? Sears Imported Autos is just 10 minutes west of downtown on 394 in Minnetonka. More information at searsimports.com. And when you walk into Sears Imported Autos, make sure you say you heard about them from Jace. I'm already told. To Jason and Alexis in the morning. The 8 o'clock hour, everyone. On this Monday, March 1st, 2021, I'm Jace with Lex, Don, and Kenny. Fun show today. If you missed any part of it, don't forget to download the podcast a little bit later today. We uh, cover different angles of the Golden Globe Awards, plus find out why I'm done with Chris Reavers and how I plan to enact my revenge. Um, and by the way, I heard from our sales manager in the last commercial break, and that revenge may be served as early as tomorrow, Kenny. Um, awesome. And, ag- and again, nice. I would encourage you to listen to the 7 o'clock mm-hmm. podcast, everybody, a little bit later to find out why um, I now am no longer friends with Chris Reavers. <laughs> um, yes. It's all. And why Alexis was in a timeout. It's all, all in the 6 and 7 o'clock hours. Alexis... Was very naughty on Friday. Naughty? Very, very naughty. Very naughty. Saying a very bad word. Very, very bad word. But anyway. No idea what uh, you're talking about. But. I don't either. Yeah. Uh, Don mentioned it in the dirt alert. So let's just pick it up right here uh, as we continue wrapping up our Golden Globes uh, coverage. 
There'll be obviously more coming up on uh, Don and Steve, Kalina Bradley in three to six. Chadwick Boseman's wife, as Don said, made uh, an emotional speech, oh, uh, which was just first. She looked amazing. It was so heartfelt. Um, and yeah, it was just one of the best moments of the night. I'm going to shut my mouth and just play it. Here we go. He would thank God. He would thank his parents. He would thank his ancestors for their guidance and their sacrifices. He would say something beautiful, something inspiring, something that would amplify that little voice inside of all of us that tells you you can, that tells you to keep going. And I don't have his words, but we have to take all the moments to celebrate those we love. So thank you for this opportunity to do exactly that. And honey, you keep them coming. Chadwick Boseman's uh, widow there at the Golden Globes last night. Great moment. Oh my gosh, that just made me cry. Because you can just, you look at her and you just, you can feel it. There's nothing... Just nothing fake, nothing artificial. It's just real love right there. Just real love coming through. And I and felt when you guys of... see Ma Rainey's bo- black bottom, oh, yeah. he is absolutely worthy of this award. He is Seriously, fantastic. Yes. yes. Viola Davis, too. But you just, his performance, you just, what a star. Yeah. Oh, and what a star we lost. I mean, just way too soon. He would have, he would have been. He already is, but he would have been, he would have become one of the best of his generation. You know what I mean? He would yeah. have been regarded oh, as, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, and then when, um, I, f- I don't even know who the guy was, but it was a comedian who was talking with kids about what do they know about the uh, the Golden Globes. Yeah. And they brought, yeah, he brought up Chad Mc- Chadwick Boseman and all of the kids knew that he was Black Panther. All yeah. of them. They didn't know yep. anything else. Nope. It was hilarious. <laughs> But they That's did the know, and that just was made me so proud that they, I mean, they're little preschoolers, you know? Yeah. So, oh, it's great. Um, a lighter moment from the Golden Globes. We mentioned Jodie Foster. Uh, now, this little <laughs> thing, this, we, we got to go back to Aaron Rodgers with his MVP speech. I'm going to play that. He thanked Jodie Foster because if you guys don't know this, my talkers, Jodie Foster is a giant Packers fan, and she has loved Aaron Rodgers for years. So here's oh. Aaron Here's Aaron Rodgers thanking Joni, Jody Foster in his <laughs> MVP speech. So I'd like to thank my team off the field, Ryan, Tommy, Lennon, Rebecca, Adam, Oliver, and Emil, Debbie, Jody Foster, Chess, Ed B, the Dungeon, Papa. So there's Aaron. Yeah, that's great. I didn't get that. I didn't know oh, why she said Aaron Rodgers. I'm like, that must be a different Aaron Rodgers. No. So now <laughs> yeah. here's Jody Foster last night on the Golden Globes thanking Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I love my wife. Thank you, Alex and Ziggy and Aaron Rodgers <laughs> and, uh, you know, the Hollywood Board Press, right? This is awesome. What a night. <laughs> What a night. Oh, I liked how excited she was. I wish we could see that. I, I looked up all the films that won and mo- uh, TV shows, and mm-hmm. that one you can't stream anywhere. Oh, really? Oh. The Mauritanian. The Mauritanian? 
I'm oh. probably saying that wrong. But I'm but like, yeah. come on, maybe it was just in theaters. And- I was wondering if we could watch that. The other thing that was really cute to the, co- the, the connection is that Shailene Woodley, his fiance, is in that with Jodie Foster. Oh, and yes. she cleared up afterwards. She said, I did not set them up. <laughs> of course, she's super happy for them. But she said, just to be clear about that. <laughs> I didn't do it. Uh-uh. <laughs> wow, cool. Well, you know, we all three, look, Don loved the broadcast more than Lex and I did and, and Kenny was napping so uh, yes. but the, w- the one thing we all agree on was that Tina and Amy were really good oh uh, yes great one of their best bits I think or one of their best parts of their monologue was them describing describing the difference between TV shows now and movies um, here's a little yes. here's a yes. little bit of that a TV is the one that I watch five hours straight but a movie is the one that I don't turn on because it's two hours <laughs> I don't want to be in front of my TV for two hours. I want to be in front of the TV for one hour, five times. I think the rule is if their fake teeth look real, that's a movie. And if their real teeth look fake, that's TV. If the British actors are playing British people, it's TV. If they're playing Americans, it's a movie. If you're like, Mario Lopez is surprisingly good in this, that's TV. And if, if it stars Matthew McConaughey as a poetic drifter, it's a car commercial. <laughs> we watch TV and movies differently. Like in movies, it's called human trafficking, but on TV, it's called 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> oh my God. Thank you. Nice burn. <laughs> well, and oh also, the, those two, they did not shy away from the bubbling controversy about the b- voting block of the Hollywood Foreign Press not having a single black member. Mm-hmm. Not one. Which is just, I, I, I mean, really? Out of 90 or 89, my gosh. Yeah. They, they didn't shy away from it at all, and I was like, "Bravo, bravo, ladies!" Uh, well, and a lot of people touched on it, um, yeah. which they needed to, and because uh, when I kept, when I was seeing the headlines over the weekend, I'm like, "Ooh, this is going to be an interesting Golden Globes with this story percolating." Which let me acknowledge and say, it shouldn't have taken press coverage to realize that that. That is messed up. Mm-hmm. That is messed up. That your entire voting block, there's not one one person of there's not one black person in there. Come on, just yeah. Yeah. Just the other races break up. I, that was the my uh, other another, thing too. I was wondering that too, Lex. I don't know. So I but. loved Jane Fonda's speech because she brought it up in a very classy way. Yes, and mm-hmm. um, it was just. It made me, you know, she got the Cecil B. DeMille Award and all of the clips of her doing amazing work. It just made me want to go back and watch every single movie she's ever done. And then her speech honored other people other than herself, you know, just really bringing up that fact that there weren't any black members of the Hollywood Foreign Press and it was just very well written and very classy. Loved it. Yeah, and what she, she learned from all the the nominees, the movies, and the and the TV. Yeah, she watched all of them. Up. Yes, yeah. she acknowledged every single. Wow, it was just really great. Yeah, the overall thing with her is the fact that people. She was re- even. I saw some critics of her because you know Jane Fonda continues to be polarizing um, with a, a section of the population. And My dad hated her. I remember you saying that, Lex. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, but even I saw some critics of her saying they loved her speech because her, she didn't make the speech about her. Yeah. She yep. made it about everybody else that helped her or people that she admires. I mean, he's changed his mind now, but yeah. at the time. Here's a little bit more to wrap this up. Some funny moments. Tina and Amy describing what the Golden Globes are. Let us explain what this even is. Uh, the Golden Globes are awards <laughs> given out by the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. The Hollywood Foreign Press Association is made up of around 90 international no-black journalists <laughs> who attend movie junkets each year in search of a better life. We say around 90 because a couple of them might be ghosts, and it's rumored that the German member is just a sausage that somebody drew a little face on. <laughs> They're just good. I mean, you know what I mean? They're good. Oh, they, even they can, bi-coastal. Bi-coastal, and they play that to their advantage with their little, uh, you know, uh, their gag about the hand, you know, yes. touching each other and... Um, they made it work in, in the hands of unskilled comedians and, and, and people that don't know improv. That could have been a dis- two people that could have been a disaster, disastrously yeah. awkward, like NBC's pre-show. I'm sorry. I just had to say that. Oh, uh, yeah. why did we oh. even need what was one? That? Like, Thank you. Oh. Listen, there the is fashion. no red carpet, but there's no red carpet. So yeah, let's just, just home. I don't know. Well, Jane Lynch, though, is she was very, I don't know if it was just the, how she was interviewing or just her voice in general. She was very calm and like zen that. and relaxing. I and trusted I just kind her. of like, wow, you're actually pretty good at this. Yes, I agree. That was the one shining uh, was the, thing. Who was the other woman, though, that I was I equally know. as calm? But she was great. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. The sequin dress uh, looks like it would rip your skin up, but that's all I kept thinking of. Just don't move. Well, you know how Sequins I Lex can knows be this. brutal. Little little saws. <laughs> okay, I'm not, anyway, sorry. I'm, go ahead. What? No, 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 Lex. I can't compete with that. Uh, the sequences are like little saws. We're just going to leave it there. That's perfect. <laughs> that's the perfect period on yeah. the end of the sentence. Uh, when we come back, the dirt alert a little bit later. A great morning on CBS Sunday morning. Ellen Pompeo and LeVar Burton both prove in two separate profiles why they are two of our favorites. That and more still ahead. Warning, here comes a cliche, ladies. Your smile is your calling card to the world. Yeah, even though people can't see our smiles on the radio. Well, they can sense we're smiling even during your dad jokes, Lex. Um, Dawn, I don't know if I would categorize that post-joke look as smiling. Rude! All jokes aside, your smile is so important, and if you don't like yours for whatever reason... It can be debilitating. It can really affect the quality of your life. And that's why we're so proud to represent Dr. Amy Hughes at Hughes Dental. Dr. Amy has her fantastic virtual smile consults. Here's how it works. You email Dr. Amy with your smile concerns. You can even upload a pic at Hughes-Dental.com. And Dr. Amy... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Amy will send you back a private video message detailing an action plan. And here's one of the best things. There's no pressure to buy. She doesn't believe in that stuff. This is your year to change your smile. And yes, here's another cliche, change your life. And she's the best at cosmetic dentistry. Don't you have a fun nickname for Dr. Amy Jace? I sure do. The Yoda of cosmetic dentistry. Trust her, we do. Very good Yoda there, Don. Contact Dr. Amy and take advantage of her virtual smile consults at Hughes-Dental.com. And don't forget, Dr. Amy can be your regular dentist, too. She's my regular dentist. Again, that's Hughes-Dental.com. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Thing Entertainment, and when we're not... B. Arthur takes Alexis and I in the back, and we get a whooping. Right, Lex? That's right, yes. Yeah. Jason and Alexis in the morning. It is time for Ye Dirt Alert with Ye Old Elizabeth Reese. Hello, Hello friends. Hi, happy Monday. Nice to be happy with Monday. you. Hello. Uh, we will talk Golden Globes. I know you guys have been talking Golden Globes all morning, mm-hmm. but I do want to make sure that I cover a couple of other stories that are happening, too. Fabulous. Um, so we're getting a first look at Meghan and Harry's astonishing tell-all with Oprah. Page six is calling it astonishing. So we'll see. Mm. It's coming up on Sunday at uh, 7 o'clock, a 90-minute sit-down tell-all with Oprah Winfrey, Meghan Markle, and Prince Harry. I cannot wait to see what the ratings are for this because I think it's going to be astronomical. I have it, Elizabeth, if you would like me to play it. It's only 30 seconds. Oh, great. and And I think it works well with radio. If not, well... Too bad. Worst things have happened. Were you silent or were you silenced? I just want to make it clear to everybody, there is no subject that's off limits. Almost unsurvivable. Sounds like there was a breaking point. My biggest concern was history repeating itself. You've said some pretty shocking things here. Wait, hold hold up, wait a minute. Look there at that go. good little tease. Oh. I know. And of course, oh. when that Harry's promo. referring to history repeating itself, he's talking about his mother and how she died. I know. Oh. The promo producer at CBS should get a raise because yeah. that was really good. I'm just going to say. So Gail King said that Oprah told her it was the best interview that she's ever done. <gasps> oh, mm-hmm. oh my really? gosh. I don't yeah. want to forget about this. It's yeah. next Sunday. Well, set a calendar reminder. Oh, get on your phone God. right now. What else do you have going on? Just set a calendar <laughs> reminder. Six. <laughs> 50 p.m. on Sunday, and then say make Dawn, a snack for the uh, Oprah interview. Okay. You'll be at my house, Dawn. You can, I you'll will. Just, yes. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Perfect. Oh, perfect. Are you moving in? Are you having a dinner party? Yes, What's happening? I'm moving in. She's moving in. We're roommates. That sounds wonderful. And But maybe you guys need better boundaries. <laughs> 
anyway, get ready for it. I think it's going to be um I think it's going to be very good. So, uh, oh, by the way, I said 90 minutes and I'm wrong now because it, that was accurate, but it's now been extended to a 2-hour yep. primetime special. Oh, girl, yeah. this is What channel? CBS. CBS. <laughs> Channel CBS. 4 locally, the okay. W to the CCO. It's uh, This is why, and let, we say this all the time. Look, I know she, people don't like her. Some people don't like her anymore. Oprah's the best. I mean, she's the Who best of these doesn't like type. her anymore? There's, well, because oh, she got political and that turned well, people off. But, right. but um, <laughs> which, that's a whole thing. But yeah. uh, there's no denying these type of interviews. We still oh. don't have any, right, Lex? We still yeah. don't have anybody in media that does an interview like this better than O. We just don't. Yep. We just don't. You're 100% true. And the reason yep. that she is so good is because she can seamlessly transition from very serious and emotional to lighthearted and fun. And that's very difficult. That's yep. true. And yeah. she does it beautifully. And that's real life. I mean, that's your life. You can sometimes be crying and then start laughing, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and, and she, I know, I know. welcome <laughs> to my world. Down. Speaking down. of the royal family, Prince Philip was moved to another hospital. We've been talking about... His health for the last couple of weeks, he was transferred to St. Bartholomew's Hospital, where doctors will continue to treat him for an infection, as well as undertake testing and observation for a pre-existing heart condition. Uh, Buckingham Palace just issued that statement today. And uh, the statement continued and said the Duke remains comfortable and is responding to treatment, but is expected to remain in hospital until at least the end of the week. You know, they just keep extending this, where it's like... He's going to be in for a couple of days. No, it's a few days oh, longer. I'm worried. I'm worried too. That's a long time for someone who's 99 years old to be in the hospital to make a recovery and come out would be pretty amazing. Yeah. Mm. So uh, keep you posted. On that I mean, one. but I don't mean to be the crass realist here, but he's 99. Well, yeah. Thank you, thank you, Lex. Yeah. I love that. I st- thank you, Lex. I love it. <laughs> That's my girl. I, she's like, Lex is like, okay, I'll pick this up for here. Yeah. We, we can finish each other's sentences. I don't mean to be mean, but he's old. I mean, oh, yeah. Yeah. sorry, Jason. No, no, I'm appreciative. Like that, but... No, that was great, girl. That's why we have a show together. That's, That's a long, That's long a, life. Yeah. You're right. Uh, yes, 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 yes. But I think what, what, what happens when he passes <laughs> away is i mean there's just going to be so much like pomp and circumstance right i mean because he's such a huge figurehead in um in britain and so it's going to be just a a huge deal and of course commonwealth day is coming up on march 8th which is the monday after the uh, Harry, Meghan, Oprah sit-down tell-all interview. However, uh, the Queen and all of her cronies will be celebrating that on Sunday to compete with Harry and Meghan. Or do you think That's that they're right. really doing it to compete with? I don't know, Dawn. <laughs> I Maybe. don't think so. Um, the Golden Globes last night, uh, lots of headlines. I'll oh. just bust through a few of them. Yeah. Kate Hudson's daughter, Ronnie, stole the show <laughs> with her little um, cameo. You know, one thing that was fun about this is you were able to see a lot of stars in their own environments, and so their families showed up. Yeah. Nicole Kidman and Keith Urban's daughters, uh, who are 12 and 10, made a rare appearance 
for the Golden Globes. Um, some people decided to do the whole dress up gown thing, and then others were just like, I'm going to wear a sweatshirt. I'm talking to you, Jason Sudeikis. <laughs> All right. And be completely unprepared for Boyega winning. Had, yeah. John Boyega hey. had on um, um, a tuxedo top and track pants. I love yeah. that. I think I that's that. great. Uh, Jodie Foster thanked Aaron Rodgers, too. <laughs> and let's just give Aaron or Jason a break. He did just lose his woman, his his feet, his, to his Harry gal, Styles. to Harry Styles. So. Right. Yeah. But I watched the first the two the episodes of Ted Lasso. That's a very fun show. I like it, too. I'm pumped. I'm a, I can't wait to watch more. Elizabeth Reese. You can watch more of her today at 3 on Twin Cities Live. TV Taste Test when we return. Let's go. Jason and Alexis in the morning. Don't forget, if you miss our show, you can always download it a little bit later on the podcast. Right now, though, little TV taste test. My, oh, my. Um, we love, and we have for years, even before it was trendy, girl. We love. Yeah. See, it was, we were cool before it's cool. That's right. <laughs> we're never cool, but we were cool about this way back in 2009. Yeah. Um, now all of everyone, now the cool kids are on our trend, and we're talking about <laughs> Sebastian Sunday morning. Um, <laughs> this is so cool. We watched up yes. Right, Jessica? Um, <laughs> no, we've loved CBS Sunday morning for years. Uh, Lex, tell them your line. CBS Sunday morning, it's... Oh, the best enterprise reporting around. Thank you. It was something um, like that. I can't remember. It was enterprising. It, your, your your quote used at to be you, you always said, "Yeah, enterprise reporting at its best." There you go. Uh, it it really is. And you know what? Let me just before we roll these clips, da da da. Uh, a little pop culture note on this. A little uh, fun fact. You would think a show like that would have an older demographic. Oh no. Oh no. Just like The Price is Right, which I know you don't watch because you watch the other show that's on at 10 a.m. But anyway, <laughs> um, Price is Right and CBS Sunday, Sunday Morning kind of defy the odds. You would be shocked how many young people watch both of those perceived older shows. Just a little fun fact there. Mm-hmm. Um, let's start with Ellen Pompeo, shall we, Lex? Um, her profile Please. yesterday from Grey's Anatomy. I'm just going to roll this clip and because there's so much to talk about on the other side of it. She obviously talks about her growing up, how she felt like, uh, you know, she was a lonely kid. Uh, she could barely make her rent as an actor. She didn't want to take the Grays uh, audit or pilot. But this was the line. This was the this was the part of the conversation that I was like, you go. You Boss run on. right there. Take a listen to this. Talking about uh, her worth. Here we go. Not enough. Do you have a number in mind? And now, 17 years later, Pompeo says she's learned just what she's worth to the network and how to ask for it. You are one of the highest paid actors on TV. And I would imagine that I know that didn't come easy. No, (laughs) of course not. But in my specific instance, I had a very specific number that I can see what Grey's Anatomy has generated. I can see exactly how much that show makes for one of the biggest corporations in the world. And her end of the deal is reported to be $20 million a year. Grey? Yeah. Well done. And as for what comes next, Pompeo says even she doesn't know. I mean, as we sit here, we don't know whether Meredith is 
alive or dead, basically. Right. Now, we'll talk about both those aspects, but let's start with the worth thing. I know it's, you know, people, oh, 20 million and these celebrities. and But she is absolutely right. Um, and how how good for her and her team her the her publicist and I don't know what her team is like I don't know if she has you know an agent and a publicist or an agent and a whatever congrats to her and her team for knowing that getting that information and using it in her negotiations mm. because she is absolutely right she's you the show lo- she is the show and you look at a franchise like a Grey's Anatomy. You look at like Friends when the six of them went into Warner Brothers and NBC with with documentation of what that show generates for the network and for Warner Brothers. The, my my point is these networks, and she's referring to Disney because Disney owns ABC. Disney makes a kajillion dollars mm-hmm. off of Grey's Anatomy. Meredith. Ellen Pompeo is that show. Hell yes. 20 million is nothing. Nothing. Oh, yeah. Yep. Right, Lex? Yeah, absolutely. I, I um as, as I was watching the way they put the story together, I thought it was brilliant because at the very end they she asked about uh, Grey's Anatomy and, you know, where's the show going to go? And she goes, I don't even know. Right now she's in that kind of dream state that she was talking about. She said, you know, what's great is that we have choices. And then she went right into, well, what are you going to do after? And she goes, well, kind of back to the choices thing. She's like, hey, I could go. I could do whatever I can do. I can do this. I could do that. I could do nothing. Yeah, I can do whatever I want. And she had this little smirk and this little laugh that I was like, yes, it actually brought a tear to my eye because I was thinking, all right, it just solidified what she was saying, that clip that you just played. And she can. That's that's the ultimate freedom right there. Yeah. She can do whatever she wants. 17 Mm -hmm. years. Yeah, it's now the longest running medical drama in history and now one of the longest running dramas in TV history. 17 years Mm. premiered in 2004. Well, and also signing on to that thinking, oh, this is going to be a season. You know, why not try it? And she was all about just doing movies and her agent said, just give it a go. Why not? I mean, it's that whole like stepping out of your comfort zone. What what could happen? And look at her now. I mean, that's just amazing. I say good for her yeah. uh, because the revenue that Mickey Mouse pulls in from that show, $20 million is nothing. Mm-hmm. Trust me, nothing. Um, well, and for a network show to still be relevant. You know, there yes. was kind of some lull moments there, but it's back and hotter than ever right now. Which, I mean, please, shows can't even keep that momentum going into year five, six, seven, or eight. This is year yeah. 17 and people are still talking about it, so... Bravo to the whole team. LeVar Burton also profiled yesterday on CBS Sunday morning. Once again, I'm just going to play the very top of the of the piece and we'll discuss on the other side. This kind of stopped me in my tracks because I didn't look at LeVar Burton like this and and I sh- and we all should. I was like, "Wow." Uh the the point being is LeVar Burton is known in three different ways with three different demographics and three different age groups and what an accomplishment. Here we go. Here's Mo Rocca. When you walk down the street mm-hmm. and you see that somebody from a distance recognizes mm-hmm. you, can you size them up and mm-hmm. say, she's going to know me from... Reading Rainbow, Star Trek, Roots. Roots. Yeah. 
There are three kinds of TV watchers. Those who first met LeVar Burton as Kunta Kinte in the landmark miniseries Roots. Then we have to adjust the vector processor. Those who came to know him for his role on Star Trek The Next Generation. And those who grew up on Burton, watching him host PBS's Reading Rainbow. What is television to you? This is great. Simply the most powerful medium in the history of civilization for communicating thoughts, ideas, and stories. LeVar Burton, a national treasure. I mean, just really a treasure. And I was watching it. You're talking about getting a tear in your eye with Ellen. I was, I walked away from this profile on CBS Sunday morning with such a, I, look, I was always a fan, but yeah. with a more well-rounded appreciation for what he has done for the culture. Oh, and his work around literacy. Yeah, he's continuing to do that. What What about you guys, fan wise? Uh, for me, it's reading Rainbow. Me That's why I think of it first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, geez. mine is Star Trek and okay. Roots. Roots too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. mine is Kenny. Mine is Roots. Roots. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. 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 And maybe you know, for you youngins out there, maybe I'll do it as a down the rabbit hole one Thursday. Um, this also reminded me, and I won't play the clip. I, like I said, maybe I'll save it for a rabbit hole. People forget how revelatory Roots was for the culture, for television. Um, uh, it, it, television had never seen anything like it. For Really briefly, I will just say quickly, eight days, eight consecutive days on ABC, over 100 million people watched this miniseries about one particular family uh, going through slavery. And from their point being, of view. From their point of view, yeah. Wasn't it the very first miniseries? I, at least it was for for my world. It's the first I, time I had ever been exposed to a, a miniseries like that. I don't know, but it was it was one of all. Well, it was the most successful. So yeah, just I love him. Oh, he's just such a. You guys got to see you forget, this. Forget you're right. Just what he's done and culturally yes. what he means. Yeah, he talks about, I'll play this, we're a little against the clock, but, you know, he also talked about what uh, Star Wars meant for the culture as well. Here's a little bit of that. I mean, I had joined the popular culture. An avid science fiction fan, Burton, in 1987, assumed the role of Geordi LaForge in Star Trek The Next Generation. Gene Roddenberry's vision was one that included me and people who looked like me. It meant that when the future comes, there's a place for you. Yeah, I love that. I love that quote. I just wanted to get that in there. Um, you can see the whole profile of LeVar and Ellen Pompeo on CBS Sunday Morning's YouTube channel. We would encourage you to check him out. 843, when we come back, uh, ugh, I have a jump the shark. Uh, what? <laughs> mm-hmm. The person, place or, mm-hmm. the person, place or thing uh, that has jumped the shark today. You'll find out when we come back. Jason and Alexis in the morning. I'm Jace with Lex, Don, and Kenny. Okay, at the end of the show, we always uh, nominate a person, place, or thing that we're kind of done with. That has kind of uh, jumped the shark. What is it today? I, I have one. And you're about to find out. Here we go. Fire up the book. 
I'm jumping the shark, shark, shark. It's not as good as it used to be. Things have gotten worse, not better. What happened to you? Jump the shark. It was dump a mundo. <laughs> okay, my jump the shark is um. Here's the deal. <laughs> this is proof that I really do try to be fair. I I have been on the side of restaurants since the pandemic started. Uh, we have a whole Love's Local thing. We Our show did it before we did a station-wide campaign. I'm a restaurant owner myself, and I advocate for restaurants every moment I possibly can. Having said all of that, Dot, 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 dot. I'm just going to be fair here in my jump the shark. Um, And balanced, as they say. Over the weekend, I was uh, around quite a bit, actually. And I went to a place. I Well, no, let me rephrase that. I did not go in. Um, We went to a place where it was a restaurant that was... Not at 50% capacity. <laughs> it looked like the end of Footloose. Um, I was waiting oh, for wow. I was waiting for Kevin Bacon to start dancing down the middle of the place. Whoa. Um every bar seat was full. Um, and look, I'm not gonna put anybody on blast. This is a blanket statement. This is what angers me about it. I want all restaurants to do well. And also, let me say, I get the frustration. I do. You can't come at me with, well, you don't understand. I'm a restaurant owner. I get it. However, this is what troubles me. The places that don't follow the rules, you're making it difficult for the places that do follow the rules. Because what happens is, the places that don't follow the rules, if there is a spike in cases, then a, then and then that shows up in the data, then restaurants are immediately blamed and everybody gets shut down, including the people that are playing by the rules. And that's why it irritates me. Um, that's why I think it's it's a little unfair because I go. I look, I'm very lucky and I, I get to go to a lot of places because I have a lot of people in my life that are connected to the restaurant business. So I see a lot of places following the rules to the to the dime, to the penny. And then I, like I said over the weekend, I saw a place that looked like the end of Footloose, and it just it 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 angers me because I I I see the people that are doing that are at fifty percent that are putting dividers up at bars that that uh, you know are only allowing two people per party at at a bar stool, and then I I go to another place that's not following the rules, and it's it it it's it's bad for all restaurants because mm-hmm. if if cases go up. And restaurants are to blame. Stricter restrictions are going to be put on the restaurant industry. And that's bad for everybody. So yeah. it really it, it irked me. And I'm not putting anybody on blast. I'll never, never did say where stay, I... Did you stay or did you go? I did not stay. No. I didn't even... I he just looked in. Oh, didn't go I, I Hell no. No, 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 no. Yeah. No. yeah, yeah. I've done that no, so no, no. many times. Yes. No too much like i sometimes i just drive by a parking lot and we're like uh wow hell no, no. Mm-hmm. and i'm not, you know and it's not look i'm not putting on blast because it's it's you know you're everyone listening it's it's you make the choice i mean this was you, you can obviously look 
you could you could look in the window and and see what I'm talking and, and you can make your own choices. I'm just saying for myself, I was not comfortable and and also again as somebody that's deeply rooted with the restaurant industry, it just irritates me for all the reasons that just that I just laid out. Yeah. Um because it really does affect everybody. Yeah. Um if cases do go up. Um, and look, I'm not even talking about the health. <laughs> I'm not even talking about if cases go up, what it means for the health. I'm just talking about business wise. It's just not good because restaurants will get blamed. And yeah, anyway, yeah. that's that was this weekend. And I was just like, ugh. anyway, so there we go. That's to me what has jumped the shark today. Um, but totally but again, agree. Good one. But, yep. But, you know, but let me, but, you know, now that I was a little, let me celebrate. I, and let me be crystal carrying and clear. I find, obviously, this is the first time I've ever said this. I see way more proprietors and man, way more doing the right thing. I mean, I I can list, I can sit here for, uh, through Donna and Steve and list off all the great folks that are doing it right. Mm -hmm. They're following the rules, even though it's not great. And again, I get the frustration. Don't even think of emailing me and telling and tell me I'm not. I don't understand. I do understand. We had to let go half of our team uh, from from the place I own. Um, don't 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 <laughs> don't. I I get it. Um, don't. Uh, <laughs> don't. Don't do it. Just I, don't I've had friends it. that have lost restaurants. Don't 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 do it. But anyway, there we go. Yeah, it's such a hard time. It is. It is. It's a very hard time. Uh, hey, guys, that's going to do it for us. If you are listening and you're a kid that's being bullied, you go out there and be yourself because nobody can tell you're doing it wrong. Right, Lex? That's right. You be you. Have a great day, everyone. We love you so much. And let's do this again tomorrow, okay? All right. Bye for now. Oh, baby, any day that you're gone away. It's a beautiful day